Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Do you know that the Bible says this? God owns everything you are and everything you have. Now, some of you are new to that. Would you repeat that again, please? Say what? No, that's biblical. Everybody take a deep breath with me right now. Where'd the breath come from? Uh, My lungs. Yeah, who gave you lungs? This world system, news, media, society, everything, uh, tells you that you are the master of your own destiny. You have the final say about what goes on in your life and what happens to you. You know that's not true, though, don't you? So many things that affect you are out of your control. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the one who does control everything and how he interacts with you in your life. Through the life of Joseph and his family, you'll discover how God can work in the lives of those who follow him. And you'll learn how to understand God's plan for your own life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 47. As he continues his message, God moves Jacob's family to Egypt. Here's the problem. Joseph is going to have to come up with plans that God's going to give him. What am I going to do? There's no food. Now, look at verse 15. Here's the problem. When the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan was gone, they're out of money. There was grain. There was seed. But they can't buy it. They have no way to do it. And notice what they say. Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is used up. Now, here's Joseph. God's going to give him a plan. He's going to say, I'll take your livestock as payment from grain. Now, that's God's wisdom coming to Jacob. He's using his time well. He's using his spiritual gifts well. Look at verse 16. Then bring your livestock, said Joseph. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their sheep, their goats, their cattle, their donkeys. And he brought them, and he brought them through that year with food in exchange for their livestock. So for one more year, now there's no money. But the third year, he's going to bring them, just bring me all your stock, bring me all your livestock, just bring them to me. And that provides for one more year. Now the year is over. What's going to happen? Look at verse 18. When that year was over, they came to him the following year and said, we can't hide from our Lord. You need to know what's going on in our life. The fact that since our money is gone, 
and our livestock belongs to you, there is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes? We and our land as well. By us, we'll work for you and our land in exchange for food. And we, with our land, will be in bondage to Pharaoh. Give us seed so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph is going to have a plan. They came up with it. We'll give you our land. We'll work the land. We just need food. So God's going to give Joseph an amazing plan. Their land as payment for grain. Their land. Now, look at verse 20. So Joseph bought all the land in Egypt for who? Pharaoh. See, he's a very honest businessman. He was honest with the money. All went to Pharaoh. The land goes to Pharaoh. Notice, the Egyptian, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became Pharaoh. So there's that integrity in Joseph. He's not keeping some for himself. He just gives it all to Pharaoh. And Joseph reduced the people to servitude from one end of Egypt to the other. The famine was hugely widespread. Verse 22. However, he did not buy the land of the priest because this is the Egyptian priest. Because they received a regular allotment from Pharaoh and had food enough from the allotment Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell their land. Now, then here's what Joseph says in verse 23. Now that I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is seed for you so you can plant the ground. Now, I want you to follow through this now. This is God giving Joseph a plan. And I'm sure he's talked with Pharaoh about it. Look, they have everything. They need seed. They will work their land even though it's not their land. They will work it. So we need to give them free seed. Now, who has all the seed? Pharaoh. He has it all. And so Joseph makes this. Now, watch. This this is what comes from the Lord. Look at verse 24. Everybody, watch this. This is hugely important. But when the crop comes in, give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four-fifths you may keep as seed. Give 20% of the crop to Pharaoh. The other 80% you may keep as seed for the fields and as food for yourselves and your households and your children. Now, do these people think this is a good plan? They're going to do all the work, but they get 80%. How many like the income tax to be like that? (laughs) How do I know they like the plan? Well, look at verse 25. You have what? Saved our lives. There's God again. You know, the whole thing for Joseph, he came to Egypt to save people's lives. Not just the Israelites, but the Egyptians. You have saved our lives, they said. May we find favor in the eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. We don't mind that at all. We're going to have food. We're going to have food for our kids. Wow, this is fantastic. So Joseph established it as a law concerning land in Egypt. Still enforced today that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only the land that the priests did not become Pharaoh's. Now, let's just review what we saw. Pharaoh owns how much of the seed? Hello? 100%. 100%. What is Pharaoh asking back? 20% after they plant. Who's doing all the work? (laughs) The people are doing all the work. He wants 20% back. How much do they get to keep? 80%. Is that a good deal? 
It's a great deal. Especially in a famine, it's the only deal. It's fantastic. Now, when you see that plan, if you're a Christian, you should begin to see something here. It should remind you of a biblical principle in the Old Testament that God established. Let me just remind you of something today. Who owned all the seed? Carol. Okay, good. Do you know that the Bible says this? God owns everything you are and everything you have. Now, some of you are new to that. Would you repeat that again, please? (laughs) Say what? No, that's biblical. Everybody take a deep breath with me right now. (sighs) Where'd the breath come from? Oh, it's my lungs. Yeah, who gave you lungs? Yeah. Remember when Adam and Eve had to breathe the breath of God into them? When you die, it's when there's no more breath. So everything we have and everything you are is a gift from God. He owns it all. Let's say it together. He owns it all. So what's the deal? What am I supposed to do with all that? Well, let me share with you some things. I've studied this passage numbers of times, taught on it numbers of times. Never once came up with this idea because it was a God thing. And by the way, when I asked God what to teach, he told me, you have to put this in there. Okay, I'll put it in there because I want to do his will. He wants you to hear this. I'm responsible to be your pastor. I have to tell you the truth. And I have to listen to God. I can't please you. I don't want to make you mad. I don't want to ever make you mad. I want to please you. But I have to please God more. So the person that's speaking this morning is me. But the message is from God. It's never changed. He loves you. But people don't get it. One of the most powerful things that we have to fight is the love of money and stuff. Now, watch what happens. God gives us the money that we have to do what? Just like exactly like the seed, to go plant it. I'm not the owner of my resources, my money. By the way, you'll see later, it's not just about money. We're to commit ourselves to basically do this. Use our time well. Your time is God's time. And to use my gifting, he's given us all giftings. He's given us abilities to do things that we couldn't do. And and we should have a passion for God. He gives us that passion. So that's our contribute. That's one of our five C's. You'll see it later. We contribute because God gives us. Now, what am I supposed to do with that money and my time or whatever? Finish the mission. The mission. What's the mission of the church? To go into all the world and preach the gospel. Because Jesus, he came. What did he say to Mary? You're going to have a baby named Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Does that still hold today? Yeah. Okay, so how do we use our money? Well, think about the church. We use it to send missionaries around the world. We use it to do all kinds of things in our communities to reach people. My wife was here with Sharon and a bunch of other people yesterday, and they were handing out the gifts that were on the angel tree for single moms, single dads, people that don't have a Christmas gift for their kids. And you guys, I walked up there the other day in my secretary's office down the hall. I thought it was at Walmart. 
I mean, it's just like gifts coming out the ear. Why? Because of your generosity. Way to go. See, that's God blessing the people. It's amazing. These kids, they're going to be so shocked when they get a bike, a bike, a bike, a bike, you know, whatever. And we go, well, yeah, no, you don't understand where some people are today. And they just need to be blessed. Thank you. Thank you. What about the boxes of love? I think close to 4,000 boxes of love on their way to Haiti. What a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? This crazy little thing here, it will sound stupid to you. But when you hand this out with a candy cane, please take the candy canes. And when you hand this out, why are we handing this out? Well, because we want more people at church. No, we want people to see that Jesus is the answer to life. Thank you. Thank you. You're generous. You're wonderful. It's just a blessing as we go through it. Now, look again. Notice God told Joseph, the people can keep 80%, Pharaoh 20. But the Bible has a different percentage. Now, this isn't about your time or your possessions. This is just all the other gifts that you have. It's about money. God gives us 100% of everything we have. Are you agreed with that? Everything you have is God's. And God asks us to give how much back? 10%. And we get to keep how much? Is that a better deal than Joseph gave Pharaoh? Yeah. I'll take, I'll take 90%. Would you take 90%? Now, some people, when they look at that, go, what kind of a stingy God is that? Let me just stop you for a moment. Whose is it? See, do you know this? 10% of what we have is Old Testament. It was in the Old Testament, 10%. It's called the tithe, 10% of our giving. When we get the New Testament, people start arguing. Well, that's Old Testament. Do you know what the New Testament says? Give your whole self. See, why would anybody want to be stingy with God? Because it's all his anyway. You know, we did a plan, and I don't have time to do this today. When Dave Ramsey was here, we did this. You didn't get to see it. He gave out to the leadership that was studying under him, myself and a bunch of the pastors. He gave us like 20 bucks. And he gave it like five, 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 fives. And he says, just give this to anybody, one or five or all 20 to anybody. So we just went around the room and had fun. And we gave it out and did all this kind of stuff. And then he stopped and he says, pretty easy to give money that was given to you that's not yours, isn't it? (laughs) And I went, oh, I got to try that at church sometime. But we try to think about it, but most of you would have left with the 20 bucks, and I wouldn't be able to do that, because you're so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but is it easier to give something? If I just give you 20 bucks and say, give it to somebody. Well, I don't know that I can do it. Oh, here, 20 Wow, you look good. Do you understand what I'm trying to say here? So when we see this, 10% is what God does in the Old Testament. Now, let me show you. Here's a couple things I have. Tithing is 10% of our income to God. Now, by the way, you give 10% to God, and you'll see in a moment, you give it to the church. You don't give it to missions. That's offerings and alms. You don't give it to the poor. Alms is the other. So the, the tithe goes to the church. Why to the church? Because it's the Old Testament. You'll see it in a moment. It goes to the Old Testament. How can we operate here? Can you see, a few years ago, we built a a kids' ministry building because we were booming, and it was $5 million. And we said to the people, would you just pray about giving? And over a year or two while we were building, 
the money came in. But can you imagine me going to the architects and the, and the design builders and say to them, we'd like you to build us a building. And here's what it is. And we have some corn, and here's some green beans, and here's some, oh, look at these tomatoes. Man, they're ripe on the Would you trade that for a building? Well, they think you are idiots. What did we have to give them? Money, of course. So where did the money come from? Came from your giving. Do you know, it's never changed for years, approximately 95% of Christians do not tithe. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians. Now, I don't know what the percentage is here because I have no idea what you give or if you give. Now, notice this next statement. I personally believe that tithing is the starting place. Linda and I give way more than tithing. Well, Pastor Mark, how much? None of your business. <laughs> I don't know how much you make. Now, if you don't give at all and you're sweating here, I have a picture of you because we're, we're taping the service with you. <laughs> you will get an email this week. God's convicted you. Vieira, don't laugh. Sebastian, we're getting the same for you. I'm kidding. If you're new, relax. Don't go to the door. No pastor here knows how much people give. No pastor. It's not our business. It's to you and God. But we just keep giving more. Why? The law of giving, most people don't know. Take a look at the law of giving. Give. This is New Testament, not Old Testament. Give of your time, your energy, your passion, your giftings. That's what Joseph did his whole life. He gave his gift of of dreams that God would give him. The plan that you just saw was God giving to Joseph. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full press down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. See, most Christians, when they, they read that, what's the law of giving? Be generous with God, and God will what? Be generous with what? You. Ninety-five Maybe, maybe, maybe only 90 now. I really don't know. Don't believe this scripture. Pastor Mark, quit talking about money. You're not into my wallet. I'm not into your wallet at all. I could care less about your wallet. You know, as a pastor, I want you to be successful with God. I have to teach what he gives me to teach. And people that are not generous... By the way, so many of you are generous with your time and whatever and all those things. And many of you give, obviously. But see, I don't want to leave this church and go to heaven. God, God says, you never told my people how to be prosperous. And I don't mean that for you. We're prosperous to give to others. Don't believe that crazy prosperity stuff that you could be rich for yourself. That's foolishness. So notice, be generous with God and God will be generous with you. One more verse I want to show with you. Take a look at this principle. Now, when you get to this passage, there's times in our lives that we need to be challenged. Because sometimes we just kind of go in like this. (laughs) We just kind of live like everything. It's time for a challenge. Well, here's a challenge. It comes from God, and I'm going to give you a challenge as well. Now, this this is the only time, look at me, only time in the Bible ever 
where God says, test me, see if I'm truthful. Whoa. And what is it about? Money. Because money is powerful. I'm going to keep it. It's not yours, God. That's the wrong attitude. Or I can't afford to give. No, you can't afford not to give of our time and talents. And again, I'm not talking the negative. I'm talking this. Notice what God says. Bring all the tithes. How much is that? All. 10% into the storehouse. Where? The church. That's how we operate. That's how we keep on mission. That's how we send missionaries out. That's how we do all this stuff. How we do all the outreaches. We do that because we have money and you guys are generous. Why do you think we can sit in a building? We just, we just modified the whole brand new church in Sebastian. Why? So people can come. Are you glad you're here with a seat? <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Are you glad with air conditioning and heating? Amen. A parking lot even that you can get mad at. Now, here we go. Let's go. Bring all the tithes into the star church. If you do, this is God speaking. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. And what do people say? I don't believe it. You know what you're saying? God's a liar. Well, God can't lie. Then he says this. Try it. Put me to the test. So I'm going to give you a challenge this morning. Would you smile and say, I'm going to get a challenge. Come on. Would you smile and say, yeah, yeah, good. Two of you did. That's good. Here's the challenge. You have to pray about it. Put God first in your finances by being generous. Whatever that means to you. If you never give anything, how about starting with 2%, 5%, whatever. If you've been given 10% for 48 years, how about making it 11? Challenge you. Put God first in your finances by being generous for the next what? Three months. Pastor Mark, you couldn't have picked worse months in the world. (laughs) You realize it's Christmas. Ah, yeah, I realize it's Christmas. I'm going to be preaching three times on a weekend and four times on Monday. I realize that. Now, let me ask you a question. Why am I preaching now? Because it's in the passage. I didn't look for a passage. It's in the passage. And God told me to teach you. Why? Because he loves you. For the next three months, and watch God generously give back to you in many ways. I'm your pastor. I love you. I want the best for your life. And you're so Generous in many ways. But some of you have never understood the principle that Jesus gives us. God gave his son, his only son, so that we could be saved. It doesn't get any better than that. And God gave you your gifts, your ability, your time. Thank you for what you do. But he really isn't only interested in your money. He wants all of me. My life be a living sacrifice to him. So pray about it. Let God challenge you. He will never fail you. And for some of you, you're going to be so excited by what God does. Why? Because it's a promise from God. If you're generous with God, he'll be generous with you. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the worsening famine in Egypt spoke about the extreme measures the people were willing to go to to keep them starving to death. You learned about God's ownership over everything and how that should affect how you live your life. Pastor Mark taught about the importance of trusting God for everything, including your finances. 
you don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This concludes Pastor Mark's teaching, God Moves Jacob's Family to Egypt. Next time, he'll begin another teaching, Only God Can Take the Bad and Make It Good. You'll hear about Jacob's death and how that event revealed the character of Joseph's brothers yet again. You'll learn about the danger of playing the what-if game and how that indicates a lack of trust in God. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is given